Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. All right, my talkers, we made it to Thursday. One more day to the weekend, so we're going to have some fun today. We've got Lori with us and a special guest that we always love to have in studio. So let's say hi. It's Brittany Witch. I'm back, and I was given dots to start this show out, and I won't (laughs) miss the next break. Right. I said, finish up the stapled up box of dots. There's about 12 in there. Yep. And I had to make sure I didn't reach in there because there's staples everywhere. (laughs) (laughs) You guys. We tried to keep them fresh. You got to. You can't let them get hard. They got to stay soft. Yeah. That's not too many things we say that about. (laughs) (laughs) Right. That's true. You know, oh, I'm true. hoping for a softie tonight, honey. Oh, you know? man, Laurie, you uh, never cease to amaze well, me. Well, I know. What can I say? I love it. I love um, it. Okay, so I've been doing some thinking mm-hmm. about uh, Adele's situation oh, and yeah. all of her Vegas fans, yeah. including I talked to my mom last night, and she called her a biatch. <gasps> and I said, oh, Mom! And she's like, well... We bought airline tickets, we have hotels, and now we have credits. And we also, you know, bought the tickets. Yeah. You know, so she's like $1,200. Luckily, you know, my brother got the tickets, tickets. for 400 I mean, even though I tried to talk him into selling, selling them. them yeah. yeah. Anyway, and she's like, and she said, and everything I'm hearing on Entertainment Tonight and Access and all these other entertainment shows, it just seems like she just freaked out and doesn't want to do the show. And I said, oh, is that what you've picked up from all of that? Yeah. She says, so, so, you know, how am I going to use these credits if she doesn't go? And I said, well, mom, we could, you know, go to Vegas and see somebody else. She said, but, but. You know, and she just, she just could not understand. And I explained to her, I said, listen, if Adele's listening to our show, our advice was please contact Cher immediately because (laughs) Cher has always marched her own drum and always been told no about anything she wanted to do. Yeah. And she needs to fire her management team because apparently Adele um, went along with, uh, you know, all these suggestions of this big huge performance performance and And then when she started doing rehearsals she was like wait a second you know i'm gonna have a choir behind me you know we're singing 60 people do i really need that i gotta walk on the what so i mean maybe she wasn't being as present but you do like rely on your you i suppose when you have a stage show i mean you gotta the creative team you can't do everything you're You're not not micromanaging you're you're coming into you know and i said she needs to fire her team and then she can uh, there are two sections of dates because it's fourteen. It's 
Yeah, it's seven Fridays and seven Saturdays, you know. And, I mean, she's doing Friday, Saturday. All right, yeah. yeah. So about two months. About two months. And so Keith Urban picked up four of her dates. Okay. And I'm like, who are they going to get? And I'm like, I saw Miley uh, uh, sharing some rock and roll Gucci photos. And I'm like... Miley, have they contacted Miley Cyrus? Yet? Yeah, she'd be fun. I mean, do you, they probably already have. Oh, I would. I she don't could know, sell forty nine hundred seats. Heck yeah, she could, and she'd be fun. And it would be fun. That'd right? be a great show. So anyway, but yeah, my mom is not having any of it. Yeah, your she, mom is coming for Adele's throw. Oh, I love she it. is. I love pissed. it. Coming She's for like, her. oh yeah, and I said, and my oh. mom never talks. Yeah, I don't. I, I don't imagine your but, mom saying that very. Uh, but I think you know she just might be mad that she. Yeah, that's a lot. Of, if, if I was, it's funny because like I'm not involved in the scheduling or rescheduling, but if I was, I'd be irate. I'd be so mad, and I know not even specifically mad at her. It's just annoying. It's just mad at the situation. Yes, because we feel like we've canceled and had oh, holds no. and credits for things for two years. And this seems like... And a lot of people's schedule. It's like not as easy as yeah. like, I can just switch it out. Yeah. I mean, like... And my mom was like, there's no way. She's not canceling it for COVID. And Nobody it's like, you know what, mom? That. You're retired. You're fine. We'll, what, we'll figure this out. <laughs> yeah. We're but, not trying to schedule like child care for you. But and, she does not like the idea of having 1200 of her dollars just floating around out there. She goes, I'm a widow. <laughs> It's true. I mean, there's that. There's time. You yeah. never know what. Not saying anything, but what? you never she know. She did turn, both my mom and dad turned 80 this year. You know, I mean, it's a, that's a hard thing to hold on to. How long did you hold on to your credits for, what was it, the Tim McGraw, Rolling Stone? You spent a lot oh, of money on those. Rolling Stone, I, I returned those right away because that was a May 2020 but cancellation. But I hung on to, um, I had $700 worth of, or $800 oh. worth of Tim McGraw tickets for, for about like a, a year and a half. Oh, man. See, that's a lot of money to be tied up. Yeah, but I just was like, I I knew, you it know, was I, was, I was okay yes, with that one, yes, yes. but I wasn't okay with like the Rolling Stones having, my, but I mean, everyone between 2020 and 2021, if you had any kind of a trip plan, yeah. people have credits, yeah. vouchers, yeah, vouchers and all that kind of stuff. And it just kind of adds stress because people are like, well, why can't I just have my money back? Yeah. But also... The whole way all of that goes. But oh, anyway, my mom, I was funny. just laughing at her and I said, well, I'm, I'm glad you're going to Cabo today because she's <laughs> going with my my um, mean sister to Cabo. My mean sister has a beautiful two million dollar house in Cabo. I mean, I would I be willing to put up with your mean sister? Oh, yeah. No, Cabo? And we, no. And she's and I even last night I sent her a text. I said, as your older sister, because for three days we're the same age. Yeah. yeah, yeah. OK. And I said. It's going to do mom a world of good to get in the sun, you know, with her. She kind of has arthritis in that damp old Seattle weather. I said, but as your bossy older sister, Mm -hmm. will you please avoid the two words that upset our dear mother? And they begin with a C and a T. COVID and Trump. I yeah, yeah, yeah. Be nice. (laughs) Those are. And and you know what? They're easy. Yes. Don't. Talk about you're on vacation. I know. Give it up. Don't do it. Because this was my mom's base. She goes, oh, I get so upset. It just upsets me. And I said, don't worry your hearing aids. That was advice number one. Yeah, yeah. Leave them at home. That's a good one. You're going to lose them taking your mask on and off at the airport. Absolutely. And uh, you can tune out your daughter, too. Yeah. But then my sister did send me back a crying 
laughing heart oh, emojis. Yeah. So good. So I think she's gonna behave. Yeah. She's gonna be very busy showing off her pal- palatial two million dollar Cabo. Oh. I'll let her say at least one of those words a day if she yeah, just lets she me go to Cabo. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take out my hearing aids as well. Oh gosh. Oh, so. that sounds like you're you're But you know, my mom hasn't been able to travel also for two years, yeah. you know, and she usually will you know, it's taken a warm weather and comes to Minnesota in the summer. And so I just think um, you know, people are just uh, you know, they're they're just oh we're antsy antsy we're antsy I literally and I probably won't be able to travel for a very long time now and I'm like dying I mean when any of you guys go on vacation I'm like give me all the photos tell me all the things what food did you eat like I'm like a psychopath I was like what did it feel like when you walked out were you wearing a swimming suit yeah did the sun hit you yeah like I know I know I just have to I'm like I'm a it's vicarious voyeurism for, at this point. Some. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Listen, we come back. It's our story. We can't get enough of hey everybody. Thanks for hanging out with us. Uh, we know Julia's alive at Hootie Fest because we've gotten a couple of photos. The first night of concerts happened last night and I uh, think fun is being had. Fun is being had. <laughs> and now vicariously fun is being Be had. had. Oh. Um, uh, so here we are nine episodes into and just like that. And, and to it, paraphrase Sarah Jessica Parker's Carrie Bradshaw, we couldn't help but wonder, where's Aiden? Where's Aiden? Where's Aiden? Remember that was the rumor that he was yes. going to be making an appearance? Where in the world is he? I have a question. Be- yeah. oh, you know, ignoring the movies, were you more into the idea of her ending with Big or Aiden? You know what? Uh, I I didn't. I really loved her with Aiden. Yeah. But you know the big thing. I, I didn't really care. The one what I didn't like was when she had the Mikhail Baryshnikov. You mean either relationship that, that didn't make sense at all at all. But um, anyway, so the ninth episode. So there's only one more left, and so I, I think they're going to renew Sex in the City 2.0 or just like that 2.0 is going to be. Uh, uh, renewed and uh, he, he he set up Michael Patrick King has set up enough storylines, but um, it 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 it's weird the the lack of continuity on this show. Also, you know, in the first seven episodes, everyone was worried about Miranda's drinking, and now just like that, she doesn't have a drinking problem. It's and amazing. Just like that, Miranda is not. In any way recognizable to the woman she was 20 years ago. Yeah. But this ninth episode was not as... There were only like two seriously cringy moments. Okay. As opposed to <clears throat> which is a five, lo- six, seven, yes. eight, nine. We'll take two. We'll take two, but there's only one more week. And one of the things is when Miranda... Why she is... I loved her and Steve. Steve, to me... The whole way, the whole, remember, he was the bar. I mean, their yeah. whole relationship was cool. How they got together, how they broke up. Well, the mom involved, the mom, and when she had know, dementia or, yeah, Alzheimer's. Yeah, so just, there's a lot of things that don't make sense on this show. But um, Steve is really the guy that, I mean, I was just like, why are they doing him so dirty? They're doing you know? him so dirty. And, you know, remember that beautiful uh, waitress he was with or bar, that that girl mm-hmm. i think they should just randomly when when they're you know yeah. run into each other she he should be with her again she was hot yeah and you know steve they're making him seem like grandpa simpson oh. with this but he he looks good you know he's oh, playing yeah. a 55 year old guy 
it 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 I guess it doesn't feel true to me their stale, unsatisfying marriage, and it doesn't feel true to Miranda that she has this crush on this woman. I know. Uh, and like the idea that he like almost pretty much forgot how to have sex when yeah. they like tried messing around. He was like, what is uh, Yeah. Maybe that didn't make any sense. But anyway, so her drinking has disappeared magically, um, which yeah. magically Charlotte had a very funny storyline oh, with her daughters and tampons and learning how to use tampon. And I was watching it with uh, Casey's daughter. And we were both laughing about oh, our first attempts to use a tampon. That's great to hear you're laughing. That's we were laughing. Awesome. And Grant, you would not know this, of course, but it is a terrifying moment in a young woman's life when you have to, you're like, what hole does that go in? And yeah. where is it? And if you're, and, and if, you know, I mean, I really never got the hang of tampons until I wasn't a virgin anymore. I could never uh, figure out that thing. Well, I thought it was excru- excruciating because... Because um, it was cardboard. <clears throat> they didn't have the plastic glides yet. Well, here's the problem <laughs> I had. they did for you. No, no, mine was, mine was cardboard, and here was the okay. problem. I didn't take the applicator out. So oh, yeah. My so friend really. Rick talked me through it through one stall, uh-huh. and I stood up, and I was like... Well, how? Oh, no. Charlotte Ouch. was doing that, but the lay, I mean, it was very. Oh, that's funny. I mean, finally, it was like, oh, there's something. We need some laughs. Kind of relatable. But then they go ahead and do this whole cringy thing where they talk. Now, these women are 55, right? Yeah. They're talking about like they haven't had their periods in 20 years. I mean, you know, oh, it's been just so long. I don't even remember that. And I'm like thinking, you know, for a lot of women, they have their periods into their 50s. Right? Menopause goes to like 55. Yeah, so I'm just like, okay, and then they're having a dinner party, and Harry, who, you know, last week, you know, the the penis bouquets are alive and well on television. I'm Between telling you, Euphoria my, and just like that. My husband's got a tally going of how many because we watch a show every night, and he swears every night we've seen one. It's in full swing, and I am for yeah. this because, and not to use a bad pun, <laughs> but I think it's we need to correct the years yeah. of 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 uh, the lack of male nudity. I'm with you, and all the storytelling with the gaze of the male eyes. I'm yeah. glad to see. You know, I was uh, props to the prop department for giving Harry a nice looking soft schlong. Yeah, good for him. That was uh, pleasing to the eye. I mean, I, I'm know? with you. I I feel like it's funny because it's not like I don't think most women I could be ta- talking out of you yeah. know, turn here. It's not like we're like, yeah, but right. it does feel more equal. Yeah. It's not, yeah. yeah, it's not, yeah. By no means, every time I see one, I'm high fiving anybody right, around right. me. But like, but it's like fine. It's kind of nice. Yeah, yeah you know, I agree. Because we we don't get that. But he, the other cringy moment besides oh, Miranda going to Chase House on and now, I mean, that was oh, just no. so cringy. I'm so, so nervous for that. that. That was the cringe. But the other thing is that Mario Cantone, who you know, he just shows up here and there, and mostly to bark and yell and kind of be funny. Yeah. He- we took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. He brings a date to Charlotte's house, mm-hmm. to Charlotte and Harry's house for um, a dinner. And his date says, oh, is this a Jewish dinner? You know, the Holocaust is a hoax, right? Oh, that was an actual line of dialogue, you guys. And the other thing that made it so cringy, I was like, first of all, it's not even a funny joke. But no. Yesterday. Or today, me, today is Holocaust, uh, Holocaust Remembrance, Remembrance Day. Yes. So the episode airs on Holocaust Remembrance Day. It's just, you know, uh, that just seemed weird. That's unnecessary. Why did they even do that? I don't know why you'd need to include include an anti-Semitic jibe at all in that. I just don't get that. There's and, other things you could grab onto the awkwardness for. And last night, Cynthia Nixon, who's the only one really out there promoting, I guess, Kristen Davis, but Cynthia Nixon, because yeah. she's in two shows, The Gilded Age, she was on with, um, um, who was she on with? Must have been Seth Meyers. Mm-hmm. And, um... Everybody talks around how her character, how the older Miranda has gone backwards from the younger Miranda. Agreed. Yeah. I think even when you think about what she was a high powered lawyer in New York and she's acting like it's the first time she's around gay people, different races. Yeah. um, Dealing with any sort of sexuality. It's like, um, no, I'm pretty sure that she would run into that diversity and have to deal with that. And like, all of a sudden she's just insecure. Yeah. And, then- and I, I really do love Nicole Ari Parker and uh, Chris Jackson. They play the Wexleys. Mm-hmm. Oh and, yeah, me too. Yeah. And um, also Karen Pittman who plays Naya. Um, she was in the morning show. I think she's really great. Yeah. And her husband is played by Shy Baldwin from Mrs. Maisel. Okay, yeah. If you look familiar. Yes. But it's it's introducing two couples makes the chance for sex in the city two new couple to be like a little dull. And yeah. Seema, who is I think is trying to be the new Samantha. Yeah. Um, she does meet a hot guy who happens to be from Emily in Paris. Do they a bang? Uh-huh. That's all I want. Yeah, I know. Sorry so, if I next need... Next week, uh, Carrie Bradshaw goes to Paris. We know that from a spoiler. And just like that. And just like that, the season will be over and the show will be renewed. And maybe our headaches will be gone. Maybe. I mean, <laughs> it's taken them a long time to hit their stride. Right? Yeah. All right, what's happening uh, uh, out there in the world of traffic? Now... I have my book reviews from my vacation last week. My beach reading vacation. Okay, what's the count? How many did you read? Someone that I traveled with had a medical incident that was very upsetting, and um, so I there there wasn't I didn't read as many books as I had packed, Mm -hmm. and the books that I read I was only wanting to read mystery. Escapism. Psychological thriller, crime. You know, I yeah. just wanted to read stuff like that. I couldn't I couldn't concentrate on anything that was required attention or yeah. stuff like that. Just so escapism. You need Pretty to, much yeah. that's what this list is. So I'm gonna start with um the author that 
uh, happened. This happened last February. Um, Casey and I were staying on the big island and we'd gotten to know this couple who was there with their like three month old baby. They were like on a first trip and, you know, just kind of getting away and they both were, they were just fun. And anyway, we ended up trading books and the book she oh, that's gave me awesome. was this book called something in the water by Catherine Stedman. Okay. And she said, this is just the most wild, incredible story. And I read it and like, just loved it. And it's basically this woman who's a filmmaker and her husband are on a honeymoon, like in Bora Bora or something like that. Mm -hmm. They're on a diving trip and they come up from the dive and there's an inflatable kind of a thing. And in it is diamonds, money and, and um, guns. Okay. And cell phones. Okay. Okay, but a lot of it. Yeah, I mean, even a small amount would be very, what? So, whoa, it's the life yeah. of your dreams, but it quickly also, turns into it? a nightmare. Yeah. And oh. Anyway, come back, and it ends up being a Reese Witherspoon book pick, and I think Reese has at least optioned this something in the water. So, anyway, and she is also an actress. She played the character Mabel on Downton Abbey. Okay. Not one of the main characters or anything, but anyway, so she had... Two books that I hadn't read, and um, the first one I'm going to tell you about is called The Disappearing Act. Mm. I think it just came out um, this year. Um, So this British woman, Mia, she's an actress. She travels from London to L.A. for pilot season, and she's got some big um, auditions coming up. This is possibly her big break. Yeah. And I mean, it's really Catherine is writing about like gifting suites and all the stuff that you know that she knows because Downton yeah. Abbey got they had nominated yeah. and the whole cast I know came for the three or four times they got nominated for ensemble. Anyway, so it's fun insider stuff. But she meets this woman, Emily, at this audition and Emily leaves her wallet and keys and never comes back for them. So Mia tracks her down but the woman who comes to her house to pick up the keys and wallet isn't Emily. Isn't it's Emily. somebody who looks like Emily. Ooh, and the plot thickens. thickens. And the whole, you know, Hollywood is all about creating illusion. So, you know, that's called the disappearing yeah. act. Totally give that four stars. Loved it. Then I read another one of her books called Mr. Nobody. And this is a wild book because, um, uh, a man wakes up on a beach in England, like Norfolk, England, you know, so you can just feel she's the way windswept, cold. Yeah, I was going to say a little craggy, undercast. Overcast. He overcast, wakes yeah. up. He has absolutely no idea who he is. And there's nothing in his pockets to tell him who he is. Okay. This is the beginning of the book. This is the beginning of the book. And it's a very rare there's this neuroscientist and it's kind of, it was interesting because of all the obviously Catherine did her research on neuropsychology and all this stuff, but it's very, very rare for someone to have what they call a fugue state. Am I saying that right? I think so. Yeah. F-U-G-U-E. Yeah. Where Grant, that's like you have no memory of who you are. And usually it's psychological, uh, trauma that causes it or it could be also yeah it's the idea of your brain is protecting itself yes. from what just happened yes yeah. so this neuroscientist this woman who this is her life passion to study the brain 
she gets called into this case. But as she's making discoveries about Mr. Nobody that the press discovers and the nurse nicknamed him Matthew because it like means grace of God or something. Okay, yeah. It's got this all. So you've got the angle of, you know, the media's fascination. Yeah. I'm obsessed with Catherine's books. So she's written a total and of And that four. one was which one? What was Mr. Nobody. Mr. Nobody. Okay. Also a four star book. But I, I really... Um, She's just a, a really interesting, great storyteller. Yeah. I really enjoyed that I mean, that it sounds, at the beginning of it, it sounds amazing. Yeah. So, okay. And then, all right, now another book that I like that um, Julia read this, and I don't know, Grant, did she wish, did we have Catherine Faulkner on our show for Greenwich Park, or maybe she's coming up? I don't believe so. Yeah, she might be coming she up. She might be coming up. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, we didn't have her on yet, though. Okay, this is a debut thriller, and it went to n- number one. You know, right away, and this woman, Helen, she's married to this handsome architect. They have this gorgeous Victorian home. She's pregnant with a baby on the way after years of trying. Does this sound like your life? Exactly. (laughs) Spot on. Like looking in a mirror. She goes to her first prenatal class, and she meets this young woman, a young single mom-to-be, who's, you know... She smokes, she drinks, she has very little interest in motherhood, and it seems like they've just met, and they've it's been accidental, but as Uh-oh. our protagonist, Helen, finds out, Uh-oh. did uh, this Rachel want to meet her on purpose for the purpose of, you know, maybe exposing something that maybe Helen doesn't want to know or something that happened. It's a very twisty. Oh my goodness. Yeah, very, very twisty. Oh. And um, um, yeah, they have a shared history in unexpected ways. Oh, and, I could only guess. Yeah, so I that was a page turner, and I know Julia read it over a weekend, a couple weekends ago. Oh, that's impressive. So, so it must be really good. Yeah. What was so, that one called again? That's called Greenwich Park. I'll give you all these so you can do Perfect. the... for the post. Thank for you. For the uh, post. Then this book, now I uh, have read some of her other books, and I really like this one. It's called Someone We Know. And... Um, Maybe you don't know your neighbors as well as you think you do. Mm. So this woman and her husband have a son who gets caught and has to confess to his parents that he busted into a neighbor's house just to snoop around. And it, he only did it twice. Okay. Okay. And they have to consult. A They're just appalled. They can't even believe yeah, it. He's like, getting, you- he gets a secret thrill, but he's lying because it was way more... Then they find houses. more and more things. Like the mom writes a letter. Maybe, you know, this is a very difficult letter to write. I hope you'll not hate us too much. My son broke in your home recently. And, uh, you know, her husband didn't want her to do this, but yeah. she felt so horrible. Yeah. And that letter starts off this chain reaction. It's like upstate New York. And he's been, this kid has been learning secrets and sending emails to people I'm finding out stuff about Dang. them and it's not just the husbands and the wives who are playing games in this book called Someone We Know. Someone We, we know. know. Okay, and then I think we're having PJ Tracy on, but I read her book Desolation Canyon and I think that she has really hit her sweet spot because um 
PJ, she's got a character, Detective Margaret Nolan. And this is like the second book I've read about her. So it's kind of like how Michael Conley has Bosch or um, William Kent Kruger has um, up in Cook County, the the, the sheriff. And, you know, uh, anyway, so she has this really great character, LAPD Detective Margaret Nolan, who is struggling to move forward. Her brother died in Afghanistan, and we learned that in book one. I don't mm-hmm. think you have to read them in order, but um, anyway, uh, it's it's just a wild story about Margaret getting called into a case, and her mother happens to be at a retreat because she's not dealing well over the loss of her son. She went on this retreat in Death Valley, but it's sort of, there's this secret and a cult and Dang. possible mobster what? thing. And it was just a rip And that was what, what was it called? That's called on? Desolation Canyon. Okay. And that's PJ Tracy. And I, I think PJ's coming on in a couple of weeks. But I just was like, I go, oh, I remember Margaret Nolan. And I really liked her. And yeah. I like her partner. I love a good cop drama. Yeah, 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 yeah. Book, you know, where a reoccurring Especially if you character. already know. Yeah, you get a Brian feel for Freeman the character. Brian Freeman has Lieutenant Stride up in Duluth. I don't know. There's something about yeah. it. You don't have to read him in order or anything. No. But uh, So, anyway, so that, those, those. Okay, so give us your top two. I, I, I can't. But, like, what would be the most, like, grab and go? Like, that will get you right away. Well, I mean, Mr. Nobody by Catherine Stedman. That one's pretty enthralling. Book, Something in the Water. Both of those are in pa- paperback now. Yeah. Disappearing Act is, uh, you'll have to get the hard copy. Uh, I'll we, uh, any, what was the pregnant one? Was that Greenwich or Greenwich? Greenwich? Yeah, okay. Yeah, I mean, you can look them up on good, kind of depends on what you like, but I, I give all of those books four stars. Love it. You always do the hard work for us. Well, I enjoyed every one of them. And it was really it, it was really good escapism and great storytelling. So. That's awesome. All right, so and I'll give all of those to Grant so he can... Um, It'll be on the website for you guys today. I'll have it up. Perfect, Grant. Yep. All right, listen, we come back. Ben Affleck working hard. Uh, I got a scoop for you on mm. something he did with J-Lo yesterday, and he's working hard. Uh, he wants an Oscar nom for the tender bar. He really does because he and his co-stars, Ron Kelly, uh, Kelly he, Show. He's not, he doesn't do the interviews as easily as others. So if he's doing them, he's doing it for a reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we'll be right back with that. In such a cool Prince song from 1981. That is the uh, from the Controversy album, which, believe it or not, 1981 was Prince's fourth album. Really. Yeah. Oh, I mean, wow. He's only like 18 in 1978. It's kind of incredible. <laughs> yeah. And this is the first album where Prince, the color purple is associated, the way he writes the thing. And this is the album where he's just in the bikini briefs with his hands yeah, above his head. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. I just remember getting that album at the Electric Fetus in Duluth and my girlfriends and I just dancing like- around. It was such a good album. We'd had the one before that and... You know, we'd like been fans of Prince. I, well, you danced for Prince. You, well, I know, but this, I'm going like in 1980, I feel like yeah. he, UMD, the radio station, the college station played Prince. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Before, you know, it got this everywhere. Is before Purple Rain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, anyway, so Ben Affleck is on with his uh, two co stars from the Tender Bar, which is a good, 
you know, B minus, C plus movie. It could have been so much better, but Ben Affleck is terrific in it. And so you're saying he's good, and you said he's, his co-star is good, his little little co-star. We, want, we wanted more meat from the story. We yeah. wanted more story, but his sideburns, his costume, what he's wearing. I love 70s fashion, the music, the cars. It it was, uh, you know, it's like a movie video. Ben Affleck 70s. is a good actor. He I really mean, is, and he's having a good year because he was... A scene stealer in the last duel, which Agreed. not enough people saw. But anyway, he shares this yesterday with Kelly Clarkson. Here we go. Um, so wait, let's start with posters. So what poster did each of you have on your bedroom all growing up? I'll start here. I had, at nine years old, at your age, my favorite... Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Musician was Prince, who is a oh, genius. Oh, very sophisticated. Oh, cool. <laughs> I oh my God, this is the poster? That is it. It's <laughs> a funny poster. I was nine years old. That I was, was a big Prince fan. That, that poster oh my God. What did your mom record. do? Well, my mom was very understanding. I, oh my I took God. the poster, I put it up thinking like, yeah, that's the guy, that's the artist I like. I remember <laughs> coming in and being like, my God! I watched like 15 different thoughts go through her, and then she was like, "That's lovely." Like, I'm okay <laughs> with all of them. Whatever okay. it was, it was gonna be okay. And I was like, "Man, Prince is you know." So, oh my gosh! Oh my God! So what poster did you have, Ty? So that's oh, good. Man. That's good. And then, you know, he's in the shower. His hands are back yeah. above his head. He's in the underwear. Yes. The black bikini briefs. That's quite progressive as <laughs> yeah. a, a, a Ben's and, uh, mom. Yes, and a nine-year-old. And you yeah. know, because sometimes you're like, I remember. Posters I would I got like Tiger Beat, and I want with some posters I'd want to put up, and my mom would never let me put up a poster of a boy without his shirt. I know, yeah. yeah. She'd be like, "No, how dare you? You're only in seventh grade. You're not have put Donnie up on your wall. He has got a nice ruffled Donnie Osmond. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's always know? got he's always got his home yeah. covered, and there's a reason. So just like props to Ben Affleck for like yeah. Yeah, whoever, whatever cool uncle or however he Owning discovered it. Prince, and he yeah. owned it. Yeah, yeah but the, I mean, and it, there's no. Sh- I mean, there's no shame ever in owning Prince. But oh, like, yes, yes. It doesn't sound like a made-up story, and it seems like, yeah, like I kind of wish she could have gone, well, so who, who, how'd you learn about Prince? You know, did you have? Yeah. And that would have been the logical thing, because in the tender bar, he is the uncle of this nine-year-old, and he's really the... The father figure, the love figure, the so a lot of influences. Off, it turns him on to music. So a lot of influences Ben has, or the tender bar character who has, is yes. brought to the yeah. And like, so I would have just above its age. Group yeah, too. I would have just been curious, like, okay, how did yeah. nine year old Ben know about that? The, yeah, that's what I'm. And not meant by owning it, but just like he just, he, I had, I would have never in all of my years fig- figured that that would have been the poster up in that man's. Bedroom at nine, nine years, years old. old. Right. So it's a great story and people are, are loving it and it's getting, you know, he, this is the kind of storytelling he should be doing in interviews. They're keeping yeah. it away from the alcoholism Agreed. part of the story and all of that. But apparently 
J-Lo shot a video at the Peninsula Hotel yesterday, and Ben Affleck directed it. Okay, so we were asking yesterday, mm. where but, but why were they? isn't this being reported? Why is only Dumois ah. reporting this? They did not invite the paparazzi to that. They've been they hiding had tight a little. Security. I think they wanted to dial it back because yep. Ben is seriously going for the Oscar yeah. for best supporting for the tender bar. Sounds and, like somebody's really cor- like, um, uh, that's the, this is the PR game. I was going to say, yes, yes. And he's listening to the PR, which is nice. Unlike a lot of people lately have not been listening. Well, yet. if you're going for the Oscar and, and yeah. also, you know, t- taking this tact in the interview, because then they talked about did the little nine year old Daniel Ranieri who plays, you know, this young nephew of Ben Affleck. Does he even know what a rotary phone is? And he goes <laughs> like this. He goes, is that the one where you go like this with your finger? And he did the <laughs> thing, you know, so it's cute. It's a cute uh, dynamic. It's a good dynamic. Fun. So anyway, and then uh, are you interested in hearing what Kelly sings today when Jay Leno is covering for her? Yes. Because I think we're back to, you know, we had the big headline. She's fighting Brandon. Yeah, she's tooth and nail. She is giving us a sultry cover of a Whitney Houston uh classic song today here it is i feel like she could just be like you know saving all my energy for you and then just like slowly raise a finger towards her ex like i'm coming for you have you checked on britney's britney spears instagram no i will well here's what she did just a couple days ago real quickly because i somehow this got past me but she's letting us know she's in maui and she's having fun and relaxing Mm -hmm. but she's letting us know remember when the britney conservatorship hearing was going on Cher had tweeted everyone in Vegas knew it was an open secret that her dad controlled her life drugged her her dancers came out and said her brother and dad said don't ever make happy hour plans or lunch plans he really isolated her and she is bopping around in a pink kind of cut out swimsuit and she's like going these are my real legs these are my raw legs because her team including her dad when she performed in vegas she had to wear two pairs of tights those dancer tights mm-hmm. why may who the hell knows cover her up a little bit i, I don't, I don't know. know she said i'd yeah. wear two layers of tights every night the one night i cheated and said no and didn't cover my legs i swear i danced and moved way faster with nothing on them this bathing suit is actually expensive i know it looks like a costume but it's cool to see my legs raw wow and what? I always have wondered when I see people wearing those performer things. Yeah. I'm like, how the hell do they get those things on? Oh my God. And how you much know? it must feel to take the good of to take them off like a tight to, to wear two pair. And also she did uh reveal that uh she wasn't even allowed to go to the spot planet Hollywood. What? When she had a residency there. Yeah. Get it, she was girl. so locked down. Keep get it show it off. And yeah. keep keep folding those Sophie shorts. Yeah. We love to see it. Yeah, I know it. All right, listen, we'll